0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. That movie could be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between. This week, it's a personal favorite.
1: I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arrieta, and join me... I'm Louis Golub, and
2: we have uh, as our guest this week... Hi, I'm Thomas Lynn. I'm a new member of the UW Film Club podcast, and... Today, I'm here to bring to the table Attack the Block. Yeah. Uh, so what made you uh, choose this film specifically? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always been interested in Edgar Wright films, the like the Cornetto tril- Trilogy and such. But yeah. I think Attack the Block was interesting in the fact that, I don't know, the direct... It looked very stylistically similar, but it wasn't directed by him. I think he co-produced the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And I think my main draw into the film was Nick Frost being in the film. Yeah, no, that's
1: that's also... For me, it was was Nick Frost and John Boyega as well. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so what I noticed is, like, um, you know, I kind of felt like it was an Edgar Wright film. I was like, is Edgar Wright directing this? But then I looked at the editing, Mm -hmm. and it's not as good as Edgar Wright's editing.
0: Well, Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish collaborate together on a lot of things. Like, Joe Cornish will act in Edgar Wright things. He will co-wrote Tintin... With Edgar Wright, so they've been like they worked together before. Feel like they're familiar. So I mean, okay. there is in terms of editing and influence. And yeah, there is influence, but I, I, I don't
1: think it's as good as you know Edgar Wright's uh, editing, like no. for example in Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim vs the World, no. where the transitions and scenes are very very effective. Uh, in Attack the Block, it wasn't the same, but um, the action I feel was. Very very nice, and uh, the yeah.
2: monsters good choice for the monsters. Too. I was wondering about the monster design because like there's been a few. Peop- I've seen some reviews talking about how the monsters are kind of not really exposed as often, and I guess their design being like dark creatures with the uh, glistening mouths yeah. kind of accentuate the fact that they're just vile. I, mean. I like
0: the idea. The creatures they're like infinite black, no light. Mm-hmm. Yes. Save them. And one thing you can tell by them is uh, those glowing teeth, and the teeth really work in a visual way because you can see stuff when it's out of focus. You can still see the teeth there. So oh, yeah, creates, like in the garage,
2: I think there was that scene.
0: Yeah, so it creates some a nice visual uh, identification to it. Whether it be the, the the severe lack of light, so you can see their silhouettes, yeah, or it'd be their teeth, which is the presence of light. So. Very cool monsters. Uh, for those who don't know, Attack of the Walk is a two thousand eleven science fiction action film directed yeah. by Joe Cornish. Essentially, uh, five young teens who live in the block, which is a not like a little a little I would say an impoverished section of England, it's London, London? Yeah. And one night they see a meteorite land, and inside that meteor is a female
1: alien. Who they subsequently? But they don't know it's a. He, it's uh, like an A star. Like yeah. It's
0: like it's the, uh, <laughs> it's like pure white. It's, it's the opposite of the pure, uh, like infinite black aliens. Mm-hmm. And it attacks John Boyega's character, uh, Moses, and they subsequently go on retaliation and kill that alien. And in retaliation, further, uh, the aliens come down, and try to. Uh,
1: Murder. Moses.
0: Well, and, well, let's be clear. Let's practice uh, this. The aliens have come down because they follow... The scent, actually. The That's scent what it turns out. Yeah. ...to Earth. And uh, then they use the scent that John Wega and his crew have picked up from killing the alien. Uh, and they follow that around the mm-hmm. block.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, there's also this... Uh, uh, a white lady who joins the uh, the fun. Jodie Whittaker, <laughs> A.K.A.
2: current Doctor Who. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> she joins the fun by being mugged and just living in the vicinity, like most of the other characters in this. Oh, I love the uh, the what's his name? High hats. Oh. Um, um, the guy who. The, basically, yeah, the drug weed, lord. Yeah, the weed sh- drug lord guy. It's it's funny because like you know in 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 U K films like. Uh, Selling weed is considered like the ultimate type thing. Yeah, so, uh, selling weed and coke. Versus oh. here it's like meth No, no, he does. He, he
2: passes in like a pack of whites, he mm-hmm. says, which I think is the coke. Yeah. That they take off of it.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's just that there for the most part, you know. Uh, the other stuff is more hardcore here, especially in, in like in its depiction in movies, you know, when you see a drug dealer, he's not just dealing weed, he's dealing hardcore drugs like meth yeah you know, I, I'm from Californian
0: so it's pretty like tame for me it's just like like growing weed cool I mean like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna like raise no, a, a fuss <laughs> over that um but it, it's it's a good film I think uh, it has some uh, fun action elements it does try to commentate on the, the social aspects of like living in a block and poverty yeah. and yeah. whether or not um or how uh these people who live on the fringes are even like acknowledged from the rest of society. Like the block is, they all this chaos is happening in the block, but everything else is fine in the entire city.
1: Yeah, no, and the block is on lockdown, and that's like a supposedly a normal thing there, you know, by the cops. Oh, I love how the cops are portrayed in the. Film. Oh. They're just people running with guns and they're saying. <laughs> drop your weapon, and they're depicted in the most, you know, stereotypical
2: cop. Oh, the armed police? Like, yeah, the armed the police. Yep. But then there's, like, the dichotomy of the, the regular cops in the beginning. Oh, yeah, the and two cops in the the, the bully van. <laughs> and how they <laughs> The bully van was funny. Yeah. I don't know. That scene was... The scene where, like, the two cops in the bully van and Jody Whittaker are patrolling around, and they catch the kids running away from their first alien... That Mm -hmm. was, I guess, it brought in a lot of the aspects of not only the aliens and how well their silhouettes fit into, um, I guess, the environment and the tension that they were trying to build into the film. Yeah. But then also, like, the police really didn't have much of a role. They got slaughtered off right Mm -hmm. away. No, yeah, that's the thing. They didn't have much of a role except
1: for being slaughtered. And then the (laughs) armed police... Just telling them to
2: drop their weapons. Yeah, and there's like the the levels of who really has the power, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a weird not really weird, but just a subtle commentary that he tries to put into the film.
1: Yeah, I love uh, I love Biggs, the character oh, Biggs. Yeah. And I love that basically for the majority of the film he's in a trash can. He's in the paper recycling <laughs> bin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was it was a weird subplot for me because <laughs> he's just like we we won't get any acknowledgement of him for like thirty minutes at a time, and they're like, "Oh, wait, this guy's nice. still in the dumpster." Yeah, no,
1: that's that's why it's like I like it because it you know takes you out of the uh, action for a little bit for a light-hearted laugh without you know being obviously all oh, uh, Marvel comedy,
2: you know.
0: Yeah, he's uh, got Jean uh, John Boyega in it, mm-hmm. future Finn Star.
2: Is it his de- I think it's his debut film, right? I have no
1: idea.
2: Yeah, honestly. Uh, John Boyega is 15 years old apparently. In the movie. In the movie. <laughs> he's so 15 he does, years old. Wow. Or on
0: IMDb, he has one TV series before it's called Becoming Human. But then that same. Detroit. Year, uh, <laughs> oh, he's in
2: Detroit too. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. He's in but the 2017 like, Detroit film. But
0: that's like last year, this is 2011. Yeah. So the, the, the split is. The mm-hmm. split between years is much greater. Um. But it is one of his first films here.
1: Uh, now he's just known as Finn. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's gonna be probably it for, for his career. Maybe I mean, it's, he's a talented actor, so you know he might end up doing other stuff. Do you take the the Natalie Portman route, or do you take the Hayden Christensen
0: route, the question? This <laughs> question. Well, those are the questions we ask. Yeah. Uh, but like for Star Wars. You have like a Emery, who's played by Oscar Isaac. He's fine. Daisy Ridley's also has that a
1: weird chance. Is she gonna do anything outside of? It? Uh, I don't know. I think she's too, like that's, that's too her character. Yeah, that's too much of an iconic character. But
0: you know, don't take these big roles because you can't. Like, Chris Evans, too. Chris Evans can't leave.
2: Oh. Um, yeah. he, he's
0: been trying to do, like, <laughs> serious acting roles with gifted, right? But you can't escape your Captain America persona. Like, you are Captain America. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hope he has a bunch of money saved up or take another three movie contract
2: with Disney, otherwise. But then isn't there, like, Robert Pattinson, who was, like... Tied down to Twilight, pretty much.
0: Both him and Christian Stewart broke out. And oh yeah. Big on the arts. The yeah, arts but, but Taylor
1: Lautner did not. Oh. Sad. For real, cause, yeah, no, that's just kind of sad. Uh, out of the, uh, you know, the O G Star Wars, uh, Harrison Ford was the only one to get a really huge movie career, right. Well, not Mark Hamill He is the voice of the Joker. Oh, no, I mean, but like. He doesn't movie want to be star. Oh, yeah, would, he would be, be Harrison star. Ford.
2: Did he? he? He acted before that. Well, I mean, theoretically, everybody's done some acting before. Yeah. It's just the career defining mm-hmm. that might or might not anchor them down to a role. Yeah, but like
1: with uh, Harrison Ford,
2: he got. Uh, yeah, there yeah.
1: should be a lot of writing
0: kind of bits as well oh Carrie Fisher was
1: also in uh, what's it called Harry no. yeah, Sally. yeah Harry Metzali and that was actually a good role and that was a podcast we <laughs> talked about podcasts um, but yeah no I'm, I'm excited I want to see who of the cast actually ends up doing something other than Star Wars who, who else I mean Oscar Isaac was big before not big not huge but like he was kind of kind of got recognition before Star Wars. But I don't know what's going to happen after. Yeah. Anyways, back to Attack the Block. Right. Uh,
2: this film, definitely. Um, I don't know. Feels like there's a part of me that feels like Attack the Block is like a ch- child's film. Or like archetypically fits into that like adventure of kids against like... Something something odds a little bit like the Goonies in a way. Yeah, yeah. But but they kill off. Two yeah. Kids. I looked at the ra- I, <laughs> I looked at the rating after watching it twice. and I'm like, oh, is this is an R-rated film. Yeah. They kill off these characters. Is <laughs> the elevator scene with high hats where he's? Well, not really. It's off screen, but like yeah. he
1: kills off. No, but but the one of the friends, one of the kids, gets his head basically. Oh. Like the, the helmet flies off, which is. One of the funniest ways to yeah. do a kill while also being very like. Yeah. It's weird. Who they
0: decide who lives and who dies? Yeah. They kill off uh, the kid with the helmet. And they
2: kill off who's the other character? Jerome, Dude. I think the kid with the glasses in the hallway. Oh yeah, that was. That was they, the weirdest. Either
0: you're gonna like have this um, like lone survivor kind of situation where everyone's picked off one by one, and you have this final person. Or, like, why just go off two out of the five?
1: Because it's the block. Anything can happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, narr- for narrative's sake, I <laughs> guess.
2: And it feels like, I don't know, the characters themselves, were they really that... They were pretty well-developed, like, their archetype and the type of characters they were. Like, Jerome had his sister, and he was more of the intellectual individual. It's just, like, his contacts. Yeah. No,
1: who's the the white kid who got his leg? Uh, um,
2: I think he's Pest. Yeah. It's the, it's the weirdest name.
1: Yeah, he he was kind of funny, too. But again, Biggs is still my favorite because that's just... The, oh, and the two
2: the two little kids. Oh, uh,
1: one of them was called Mayhem. I yeah, think. I just remember Mayhem. Um, <laughs> what was it?
2: Probs. Probs and mayhem.
1: Probs and mayhem. Oh god, they were That was they actually got a kill. Yeah, right? it
2: was surprising. I mean,
1: <laughs> they got a... And got it's them. it's great because I was like, oh I, I don't want him to, you know, just kill off these two kids for no reason. <laughs> They've they they the I thought they had put urine
0: inside of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were, at the first time they were like, oh it's not water. <laughs> like, well the other like the, the clear trope you're not trope, but the clear other Frank
2: is to put urine in a super but it was gasoline. <laughs> I'm like, these kids are higher <laughs> watching <cars>. these kids. <laughs> <laughs> they like,
0: who's got like the jerry can of gasoline lying around in the, like their apartment?
1: It's the block. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. It's uh, basically this movie. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, really, honestly, like just from a narrative standpoint, it's just crazy shit happening in a, in yeah, a poor neighborhood. It feels
2: like a stoner film kind of does in a way yeah there's aspects of it that you could definitely just watch oh, definitely The Weed Room oh <laughs> I mean, the most <laughs> protected
1: place in the entire <laughs> the block the entire block is The Weed Room
0: I had actually seen this film uh, when I was a freshman in that film club but for the first year I was here Will Will Cadro and Kevin Connor, former club president they played this. this oh so this is huh. this is like a full circle thing here damn so I haven't seen this film since Late
1: 2014, early 2015. Mm, yeah, I I haven't seen this before. This was the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, that I watched it. And I, I always yeah. wanted to see it, but just never got the time.
2: Like, I, I still haven't seen Detroit. I don't want to see that from John Boyega first. Uh, I have heard nothing about... I need to watch more of the John Boyega films and see how good he is as an actor. I know, like, his career's probably just going to be defined by Star Wars. At least. Mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, but... I don't know. He's, he's got a little bit of that British actor going for him still. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Oh. And this one, they
2: have super thick British accents. Oh, my God. Super thick. It's probably, like, the best sample to present to someone. Like, inner-city London British accents. Have you ever seen, like, those documentaries about people who go to, like, Ibiza or whatever? Like, that one mm-hmm. tropical island south of, like, the Cameroon Islands? I'm not sure. <laughs> they, oh, like, all the people there are usually British, and they have, like, really thick accents. And, oh, okay. That's, that sounds interesting. It kind of makes you hate British people because <laughs> of how crazy they get with their parties on this marooned island, but, like, I don't know. It's interesting, that all the, ac- like, the soundtrack, the music, and how... There was there was a few part, there was the um, part where I think, Dennis was, fishing through uh, Jerry Whitaker's wallet, and then, like you could hear like the swishing noises of him throwing away the cards. Yeah. But I didn't realize I was actually, in the music. Oh. The sound effects of him throwing it out, um, they kept going past that scene when they were walking towards Probs and mayhem. Oh man! Oh, that's um, interesting. When they're honestly. at the dumpster. I did not and, like, notice Like that. those swishing noises with the hi-hats in the background like that was it was fun to see some aspects of that where like you could see it's like really pivotal and like Baby Driver and other Edgar Wright films mm-hmm. in a way maybe that was his sublimation into the direction for the film but yeah yeah and just all the, the like the dr- UK drill and like oh the music. song the song what was the song again by hi Oh, for um the block <sighs>
1: How forget it at this moment. Get that strap. Blat, blat, blat. Yeah. Blah. Yeah, that was funny because he was, he, was, uh, he was playing it as he was trying to find the people mm-hmm. as well. It's yeah. like his, his motivation song. song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so like this is the, uh,
0: like the guy who buys and his dad almost kicked him out of that we're talking
2: about. Mm-hmm.
0: The guy that waits at the elevator at the very beginning. We're talking about that guy.
2: Oh, that was Sound of the Police.
1: Oh, no, no, I'm talking like, about the... Uh, I think they were mixing it in the weed room, too. Yeah, the, in the weed room, uh, Hi-Hats was showing a song to the Man. people, and he was rapping to it as well. Tell the look up lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, why well, don't we...
2: Oh, God. Look, look up the lyrics for this. This is the very beginning. It's after that. There's, there's another one after that, where um, when Moses goes into the weed room. Oh, is it get that snitch, yeah. <laughs> get that snitch. <laughs> God, why? <laughs> why?
1: It's... And I mean, it, it fits, because like in his head, uh, he's thinking, you know, uh, Moses was a snitch, actually. He brought oh, the cops right. to, right, right, to the that. block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Okay, so everything
2: here is placed well. It's just... Oh, you're just gonna, you need like... to correlate this with what because he he asks what, what's the what's the big guy his friend because he tells him like oh get the strap <laughs> like when they're about to get out of the car and confront the crew and he's like oh get the strap and oh, in yeah. the lyrics it's like get that snitch get the strap don't yeah. give it effort Rap, rap, rap. I'm trying to keep it That's... keeping it PG in
1: this uh, no you can swear yeah, it's, it's fine it's a, it's a rated R film alright let's, yeah, let's yeah. over that plus this is it's explicit now right on on iTunes. Should be. Should be, okay. Yeah, we done. Walking,
0: while, we're, the while, nine while we're talking about you know, iTunes here, you know, give us a rate, comment, <laughs> subscribe, you know, leave us a good review. Uh, don't forget, uh, we are still vying for your uh, your approval.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, we we also have an Amazon smile link on the way. It's the holiday. Black Friday's coming up, so. Give, um, it, give us your well, smile. That else. is not a bad idea. <laughs> this is fun.
2: That is not a bad idea. Honestly. How much of a cut is it? Like 15%? I don't Sorry. know. No, it's less than that. I, think that, oh, that, I don't, think, I don't that.
1: think that's... Oh, damn. 15%? <laughs> I'm shooting high. Cool. My bad. <laughs> it's like... I think it's
0: like 2%.
1: Something like that.
0: Very marginal.
1: Uh, I mean, I was going to say, you know, the cinematography and the editing were my least favorite parts because mm-hmm. there were like a lot of scenes where... It was edited too fast, you know, oh the cuts. so many cuts just well, too wait, many. I think
2: it was the the, ch- the chase scene when they're running back into the block, and like how fast they were cutting in between like well like I think specifically the scene where um the the, the, the white kid <laughs> passed where he gets his like leg bit off oh yeah, and like how quickly the camera cut from the monster like biting his leg and then him hitting it and then pulling away and the monster running away it's just like milliseconds in between each cut yeah. Much. yeah, no, and it's a similar thing for when they fight the monster the first time.
1: Oh, like the the female mm-hmm. thing uh, when mo- when it jumps Moses, I think, or something happens, and there's just so many. Oh, Inside effects. of the. No, no. Before, like oh. when they just first see it, when they first see the yeah, it, before yeah, yeah. they go. There's a lot
2: of jump scares, it was kind of kind of cheap. I feel.
1: Yeah! Yeah, it was. Which kind of contributed also to. The uh, I want. I have a question, actually. Uh, hi hats. <laughs> the uh, when when his friend was killed by a yeah. gorilla, <laughs> one of those gorilla. Just calling gorillas, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he shot that thing. Did he actually kill it with the with the gun,
2: or or what I happened? He did, yeah. Presumably. And then he did it again. Supposedly Oh, elevator. when you're shooting it in the, the hallway. No, in the elevator. What happened in the elevator with Hi-Hat? Oh, because, like, the, the two guys get killed,
1: probably. The two guys get killed, but, like, also one of the girl things comes inside. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... But we don't see it when he gets We out. kind
2: of see it with, um, like, the there's that one scene. Do we get to see the perspective of the, the White Stoner kid? And... When he looks inside the elevator, as Hi Hat steps out.
1: Yeah, we do, but I don't think I I didn't notice the, the the body of the the silhouette of the monster. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I wasn't looking at that. It was yeah. just all the blood. <laughs> I think, which was what they were trying to get at. Yeah. This so just the carnage. Yeah. Horrible situation.
0: For me, my problem was the plotting. Actually, it's just them going to one apartment. That's getting another. Getting attacked, moving around to another apartment, getting attacked. And it's like this um, pursuit movie where I I mean I, I guess that's what your thing is, but it's also very, I guess one, not I won't say it's one note, but it's also just very repetitive in the way it's constructing the chases and just.
2: Yeah. Is it linear? You'd say.
0: It's not super. I mean, it is linear in a sense, but it also has that subplot with <laughs> with the kid. With your, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> mix Yeah. Again, favorite part of the film. God, that's just amazing, especially when he tries to make a run for it and then mm-hmm. And then, in, yeah, just, they just silence that. I just lo- I love the phone calls, so oh, much. Yeah. those phone, calls, phone calls, calls are great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. you only have a little bit of credit left, you're the only one who has credit, you gotta call everyone.
2: <laughs> oh, right, 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 with like Jerome's phone, and um, when they're at Jody Whitaker's apartment. Yeah. trying to contact him Yeah, the police it's like
1: come save me guys why won't anybody save
2: me It <laughs> was
0: weird too he's like, he just notices his phone he's like my phone's been on silent for however many call, I've called you 15 times and you haven't answered I'm like <laughs> like okay whatever because because the plot will make sense later on um, yeah. the, the going back to like the monster design I'm watching some of the clips right now it's interesting to see what they've blended with like practical effects and CGI I was wondering about like, that yeah part, like the mouth is CGI, right? Yeah. Because they can't, probably very hard to make that incandescent glow. Um, But there's probably a person inside of the suit, and they probably, some of it is, you can tell a CGI, in other parts you can say that it's probably someone in the suit, but they've managed to uh, render out any kind of details in the fur. Yeah. Um. So it's just pure black
1: yeah that's uh, that's how uh, it kind of works it's advantage because if it wasn't you pure see, black it would be very you very like obvious
0: more person in a suit kind of monster thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah the, it really yeah the, the design of the of the monsters is very impressive actually uh, what what are your favorite scenes from this film uh, like absolute favorite
0: the one the kids I think the kids when they light the oh yeah that's when oh, the one. light a fire and then the one. whole time they've been running and being dismissed and they actually go save the guy in
1: the
2: dumpster. Oh, and then they jump into the dumpster afterwards too. <laughs>
0: They're yeah. the only cops though. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, armed police. For me it was uh, it was the the death with the, the helmet. Cause oh. I just couldn't stop laughing when the helmet <laughs> just flew. <laughs> Into, it flew perfectly into the other room. Yeah,
2: it, it was like a perfect golf putt. <laughs> and they had the girls also look back into the bedroom, but then they cut back to the, the center of all the action.
1: No, but it, it is hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite.
2: I don't know, because there's, there's two chase scenes, right? There's the one... I think my favorite scene is probably when they're going out to fight the second monster. They find like, oh hey, like it's in the park and whatever, and you see all the kids like rappling down the stairs and going into their families, grabbing their respective weapon of choice. Yeah. That that was. Yeah, that was that was actually good. that was a good scene. It was, it's a fun scene, but mm-hmm. I like, think. <laughs> but you just
1: realize that two of them were about to die. Yeah. After. After, after watching fight. it like multiple
2: yeah. times, they're like, "Oh, well, what's gonna ha-? like." I think like when Jerome goes back into his bedroom and grabs out like a machete, like hey, that, that looks like a good weapon, but he he never uses it at all throughout the entire. It doesn't look like he uses it at all throughout yeah. the entire film.
1: Uh I do like the uh the kill uh with the samurai so sort of oh, the first time. The first time cuz then how he, quickly like, it... they
2: like silence the entire <laughs> scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was... But the second time he just uh hair stuck in the wall. Oh, that was also He yeah. <laughs> digs back in. Do
0: you guys know what holiday they were celebrating? I think it was... Because they said it was Halloween. They said earlier that Halloween was last week, right? Is this that, is this Guy Fawkes Day in the UK?
2: What is this? Apparently. apparently it's like... Because there's, there's another so name that Guy Fawkes Day goes by, right? Oh, you mean 5th of November? Yeah, 5th of November. So they said Halloween
0: was last week. Was this is the first week of November. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I don't know oh, Bonfire is. Night. Bonfire Night. Or Firework Night.
0: I have no, not from the U- None, yeah. familiar none familiar of us are from the all. UK.
2: We need someone to. <laughs> yeah, not familiar with this before. Bonfire but, Night. Okay. What is that called? I think so, yeah. Because it's also a thing that happens with a ton of other um, Commonwealth countries, like in Ireland. Bonfire in Night area. is a
0: name given to various annual celebrations characterized by bonfires and fireworks. The event celebrates different traditions on different dates, depending on the country. Some of the most popular instances include Guy Fawkes Day, November 5th, in Great Britain, which is also celebrated in some Commonwealth countries.
1: Huh, okay,
0: so... I guess it is Guy Fawkes Day. It is,
1: yeah. It is Guy Fawkes Day.
0: What do you guys take on? Do you guys like the
1: Ferrenda? Oh, man, okay. (laughs) We're going to go into that. All right, so, as a teenager, (laughs) yes... Because I was edgy as fuck, <laughs> but uh, like overall now, I mean it's well shot and everything, but the the messaging isn't isn't that profound anymore. It's it's just very edgy
0: stuff. I think what helped me kind of think it's super itchy is the Guy Fox mask that people use to
1: like hide their identity you now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's that, kind of taking a of different meaning. It's funny because that's just like doesn't, you know, buying those masks goes against the <laughs> idea. Well, I thought, yeah, things. a lot of the ideologies of these groups, you know. It's weird by the Wachowskis
0: though. Chowsky's got a, a nice following on film Twitter.
1: They do, I heard, but...
0: Like, I need uh, s- people love like, Speed Racer, and I haven't seen it. Oh, too. man, I Speed
1: Racer is, is, is actually trash. Like, I don't, like oh, I, seen to, it. I don't know how people can... No, it's bad. It's a bad movie. Film Twitter likes it. <laughs> it's a bad movie.
0: <laughs> Film Twitter works in mysterious ways. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think they like the CG and how good it was compared to the rest of the movies at the time, but mm-hmm. it's... As, it, as like narratively speaking, a lot of the, the dialogue is some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. The Wachowskis are
0: um, a director pair that I want to do a filmography run of. I always I always try to do uh, filmography runs first of directors. I don't like watching their films out of order because you can. I like seeing. The progression. The progression exactly. So I'm currently working through a Steven Spielberg run. I have like three uh-huh. Spielbergs left.
1: Okay, that's, I started this in the summer,
0: to be clear. But so it took some time me, then. It's taken my time because of not only the screenings I go to, but the CMS classes I'm taking. I'm taking three CMS classes this quarter. And, <laughs> and they've stacked on top of each other to the point where you have to watch at least six films a week. Oh. Damn. So when you add in the screenings, the film club <laughs> vetting and all this other stuff, it get to the point where I can't watch a whole director's filmography without it having been heavily interrupted yeah. by other stuff. Mm
1: but uh, so you should do uh, an easy filmography like Finn, very, very Shane Carroth which short. is just two films right, Primer yeah. and Upstream Color wow. and they're great the Upstream Color is great it, it is great films on Netflix yeah I or know. was
0: I don't know if it still is
1: but uh, uh, you should watch Primer if you haven't it's his first film uh, $7,000 budget you know the next the next the best use of a budget since yeah, I think I've heard Spider-Man 3 <laughs> Yeah, that's spider Spider-Man, the Spider-Man reference of this of this so the, podcast. The next filmography is Coppola. France for Coppola. Oh, that's gonna be kind of tough because his long movies one. are long. His, it's also a long <laughs> filmography, <laughs> It's also too. a long filmography. Mm-hmm. So, but well, his movies are very long. Okay, uh, maybe I'll rewrite it. But yeah. At least you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy quite a bit of it, though. You know, Apocalypse Now. Hey, Jack. Godfather. Jack. Godfather Part 2. Um yeah the godfather part two is fantastic a lot of people
0: for some stupid reason i watched the first godfather mm-hmm. I'm like wow that's amazing yeah and then everyone says godfather two is better than one so if one's amazing then this one has to be uh, transcendental right i don't know i don't
1: think it's better uh, necessarily a lot of people do but marlon brando in godfather one is, is such a presence that robert de niro can't uh Couldn't really replicate. Even though he he does a good job, uh, it's not as good. Yeah, no. Marlon Brando makes the first Godfather shine so well. All in the family. Plus, I'm
0: Italian, and I
1: just love the Godfather. (laughs) The second one, though, uh, Al Pacino, is is better in the second one than he is in the first one. That's for sure. Because in the first one, he still has to learn how to... And now we've we've devolved into the Godfather from Attack the Block. It's (laughs) That it, is it's
0: <laughs> very it's all about the inner workings <laughs> of society, we, man. We pivoted off what was the
1: holiday or something we went to the filmographies, and we're on the Gobla. Yeah, that's no, funny. Godfather is good. But uh, Attack the Block is definitely the best movie of all time.
2: That's spicy too. That's a, take.
1: That's a uh, pretty, yeah, that's pretty spicy. Yeah. For, uh, what other stuff did this dude direct? Cornish. Mm-hmm. Because I think... um, I mean, I know he works with uh, Edgar Wright quite a bit because Greg
2: mentioned that, but... I think he he was part of Ant-Man. He helped do some writing. He's mostly doing writing, I think. Huh. But he's done some writing for Ant-Man. And there is... (laughs) Oh,
0: he wrote the kid who would become King. I think he's directing that, too.
2: It's coming out next year. Okay. Which is... I looked rough. Is it a futuristic King Arthur film? Yeah. Prove me. Uh, change my
0: mind. That movie does not look good. So.
1: Okay, so is that really it? Like, that's the synopsis? It's a Yeah, he's, he's done a lot more in comedy, I think. It's a sci-fi take. Yeah. On, uh... The we'll synopsis right is on IMDb. reads
0: a band mm-hmm. of kids embark on an epic quest to thwart a medieval menace.
2: Wow, it almost sounds like the exact same plot as Attack the Block, except it it medieval man kids on epic
0: quest to thwart an alien invasion just
1: swap the last two words yeah to be honest it's so that's it that's the only two films he has done oh uh, mm.
0: direct he's written more stuff than he's directed no but just
1: directed like in, in general <laughs> mm, Where, uh,
0: stuff that's negligible and yeah in terms of movies just
1: those two hmm. interesting so, uh, what iconic stuff has he written that's not Edgar Wright stuff?
2: I don't think he's ever really been in a project that hasn't involved Edgar Wright, aside from his comedy stints. Huh. Like, a lot of his film pursuits have been very closely tied to, if not influenced. Well, not influenced, but very since, closely tied.
0: Since Attack of the Block, he's only written uh, Adventure Tintin, which is already co-produced by, or co-written by Edgar Wright. And then you have Ant-Man, which Edgar Wright had brought yeah. on to direct and, and write, but then he got booted from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did Kid Who Will Be King, which I doubt uh, will be good. Where Edgar Wright is on you know, that one, so.
2: Yeah. And there's a TV thing coming up for him, looks like, but other than that, it doesn't look like he's had much involvement. Or much direction. Done. Hmm. Okay. okay. Well, uh, The only thing I say he needs to work
1: on is his, uh... His editing and cinematography.
2: It's not what'd that you think special. What would you think about the camera work? Because I know there's a lot of handheld use. It wasn't, like... At least it wasn't very claustrophobic, the way yeah. that they were filming a lot of the things and yeah. focusing on the narrative or just... Conversations between the characters but I feel like there are a good few scenes that they could have taken them mounted. There, in the beginning there was the when the kids go against the first alien. Yeah. There's like the side shot of them going in the explosions and then walking out with um with John again in front with the thing on the stick.
1: Yeah. No, and it's um, kind of like
2: leading them in a way but I mean
1: like to be honest, I didn't really notice that many camera tricks. But keep in mind, uh, yesterday I watched uh, four movies. <laughs> oh jeez. your of- uh, uh no, no, this was just because it, it was my it was my brother's birthday and he wanted to oh. watch uh, you know, a lot of films but You're also I had you. to You're Yeah, the I was at the Record Ralph screening, yeah, really good movie, uh, Record Ralph too, very, very nice. And then I went to uh, watch Widows. Oh, the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 The I, Steve McQueen film. I really liked it, like, as, an, you know, as a film, but I didn't really enjoy it as a heist film. That's what I think. Yeah, because it's not a good heist film, but it is a good movie. Yeah.
0: I think the heist is, like, a secondary...
1: It's just... Yeah. It's a secondary thing. Yeah, it it really there's feels more, like... It. The meaning is not within the highest, mm-hmm. it's within the stuff around so, Yeah, 100%. But let's not get into too many uh, details for Widows. After what that were that the other two movies you watched <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> what were the other two movies you watched Well, yesterday? one of them was Attack the Block, so there's one more That's left. three. Uh, that was Fallen Angels by uh, Carrie Yu Wong, I think, or I'm not sure if that if I'm pronouncing the guy's name uh, correctly, but he's a Hong Kong uh, director who did In the Movie for Love, uh, have you heard of that film yeah. any chance? Everyone's yeah. heard of In the Mood for Love. Okay, so, I still know the director. So this guy's pretty so, famous. Yeah, right? yeah, 100% he's very famous. So I, he, did, so was, he did that, he did 2046, uh, and Chun wait, King wait, wait, Express. Karyu uh, Wong I think I'm Car Karyu Wong? Karyu Wong I'm not pronouncing it's, his name properly No, it's
0: Wong Kar-Wai Wong Kar-Wai I No wonder wrong. why I didn't recognize it Because you said the name wrong I guess uh, Yeah, I, they I first, flipped the last I'm thing. like, whoa! Well, I've last heard of thing. In the Mood for Love Yeah but
1: like. Yeah, so uh, I watched Fallen Angels Which was uh, his 1995 film Which has one of the You know, some that iconic shot With the guy and the girl On the motorcycle Through the tunnel With the lights mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was phenomenal. That was like a f- fantastic film. It was also one of the longest hours and a half that I've ever experienced, but... Longer than a ghost story? No, not a ghost story. <laughs> Longer than we, we a... Talk- we were just talking about that, actually. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, To be clear, I love a ghost story. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> a ghost story see, feels like a decade. Right. I mean, why ghost it's, it's not just it's unnecessary long takes, in my opinion, but let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, you know, Attack the Block, when I compare it to what I watched, uh, you know, Widows and uh, Falling Angels, and you know, I'm, not, I'm not considering wreck Ralph because it's not really cinematography, <laughs> it's animation. Yeah. But, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I totally embarrassed. Please finish. <laughs> but yeah, um, comparing Widows, Fallen, fallen, yeah, fallen Angels and, uh, and Attack the Block. There's clearly a you know, huge difference in cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematography works
0: in a like, very interesting ways because sometimes you won't even notice it and it'll be working on you subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Another time it was really overt in how you acknowledge the camera work is you just hit with striking image after striking image. So something like Columbus... By Koganaga. Oh, man. Where every shot you can man. tell is like he is. His, Koganaga literally knows what he is doing because every yeah. frame is so perfect. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So you know what he's doing. He's really overt. Then there's other times where the camera work works in subtle ways where you don't recognize it. Um, I don't know if this one qualifies as that. I think this one's more of a, a baseline, like we need to convey shot over shot dialogue sequence. Um, there are occasional moments. Like you had mentioned before, where you can see the lights as two little bola balls. Remember when? Remember when he's um, the drug dealer's henchman is going down yeah. by the car and in the oh. and in the blurred background. There's a few the other tubes, I'm blurred things. There's some instances of where the camera work is working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interestingly, but for the most part, I think you know, pretty baseline. I wasn't too impressed with the cinematography. Mm-hmm. That's just my take.
2: I mean, it's just a directorial debut, so I think he. Yeah, he. He, he tried to keep it really simple. Cornish did.
1: it's good because it, he was trying to, I guess, emphasize the narrative rather than, you know. Yeah. Tell the movie through. And the action moves. <laughs> <well>, the action. <laughs> that helmet, still my favorite. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, um, I remember you don't like uh, slow-mo shots when there's no frames. Yeah, so... So, I'm just going to let you know, just a heads up, Fallen Angels, a lot of that. A lot. And a lot of, and and quite a bit of, you know, regular slow-mo too, so it's not like he doesn't know how to do it. So, like,
0: The Matrix, I think, uses it well, but everyone watches The Matrixes. Matrix and decides, I want to use slow motion if you don't understand why it's this slow motion is it's kind of yeah. used it for like this gratuitous
2: effect. Keep in mind though, this movie was before the Matrix, so. I mean, I think the last, pretty much the last scene for Attack the Block where they use slow motion, it's kind of unnecessary. Is it? Was there slow motion? I don't think it what slow
0: motion as well, was it? Where, where, there,
2: where there, he's there, running out of, well, after like both oh, fire, fireworks and he's like, that well, was fine. yeah.
0: But like, there's times where like Michael Bay was slow down and <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> like, emphasize. accentuate, accentuate and emphasize like the explosion that's taking place, and I'm like, cool, but you know, not my thing. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: No. All yeah. right. Well, uh, we're running a little. I would say a short on time. But we're gonna wrap it up here. Keep it. Tight, get it nice. 40-ish 45-ish minute podcast so what's uh, what's everyone's final thoughts
1: here Uh, you know uh, overall it was a very enjoyable film you know watching it I didn't get bored but uh, other than the narrative there's not really any special things that the director does in the movie you know that are too significant in my opinion I
0: think it's a nice fun watchable movie uh, it does have some social commentary. I don't think we, we didn't really t- we kind of touch on it in the beginning, yeah. but there is social commentary in there in terms of. Uh, uh, not, mm, what's the specific word i I'm for? Impoverished areas that get neglected by society. Yeah. Um, there is commentary on that in terms of the events taking place and how it's like, this encapsulated yeah. section of a city that doesn't get attention. Um, but. It, I think it forefronts action
1: for that um, and it's just a good movie uh, yeah, to it's watch. a fun. it's a fun it's movie a, it's really a solid think. entertaining film yeah. yeah I think you should you know definitely recommend watching it 100% well uh, thanks for being here Thomas okay. we're glad to have you and uh, this has been the UW Film Club podcast follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Club UW and like our Facebook page yep uh, should do it
0: I already plugged the podcast but, you know okay. two times you know a little see wouldn't hurt like yeah. us on uh, SoundCloud subscribe to us there uh, go to our website for all our latest publishings that we have
2: there yeah. and Amazon uh, Smiles Amazon, Amazon smiles.
0: smiles or MeUndies or Casper
2: Mattresses
1: what blue Apron. scribe dot com slash UW <laughs> U- <laughs> film <laughs> club we are sponsors. Squarespace sponsors. <laughs> All right. Well, uh,
0: well, that's it from us, guys. Thanks everyone for listening. Stay tuned next week for another episode. See you later. Peace. Bye.